Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next half hour. You're listening to the Excellent Podcast. Today's podcast is sponsored in part by Wild Consultants, saving your project one deliverable at a time. My name is Napoleon Sol. I am Ilya Kuryakin. Alexander Waverley, number one section one. It's from here that I send these young men on their various missions. Don't crack yourselves in. I'm going to make a jump to life Excellent! I'm Bill. And I'm Joe. And this is the Excellent Podcast. Awesome. Today, and excellent. All <laughs> at the same time. It's all those things. So, Bill, what are we doing today? Today we're going to talk to Charles Bentley, head of the voice of Charles Bentley, a voice talent agency located somewhere deep in the heart of the Southern Hemisphere. And he'll be talking to us about starting a voice business, running a voice business, doing voiceovers, etc. Which would be good because I could I could use some cues and clues. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, come on, man! <laughs> you do too. And uh, before we talk to Charles, we're going to talk a little bit about projects and what they are and why we're doing this thing in the first place. Indeed, the the reason for this podcast to exist in the first place. In general, it is to cover excellence. We want to find the examples of excellence that motivate and instruct and inform anyone who's involved in doing anything, which should be everyone, really. And the downfalls and pitfalls are just as important as well. So we're going to be covering extreme successes, extreme failures. The only thing we won't be covering much of is the soft, chewy, mediocre middle. Or our own extreme failures. Well, well and we've had a few of those. Fortunately, this, oh, is, this isn't one of them. <laughs> well, Yet. we're really course, glad to have you today. Young, so. Yeah, we, yeah, we're really glad to have you today. And um, So, Bill, when you think about, about a project, what would you... How would you surmise what a project actually is? Well, I would say that a project is something defined by goals. Uh, the, the fewer goals, the better. If you could specify one goal for a project, uh, and that goal being definable uh, as success, then you're doing well. That's, what, that's how I like to, to approach a project. Start it from the end and work backwards. If you're looking at it, from a time traveler's point of view, you're already looking at it from the past. What does this successful project look like? And then you just work your way backward from that point, finding out resources and avoiding risks and minimizing threats to the successful conclusion of the project. Yeah, but if your time machine is broke or your Krell machine is not working, then we have to do something completely different. Then, then that's a different project. So <laughs> then it becomes it becomes a, a, a boring. Tr- yeah, well, yeah, and really difficult because then you just travel in a straight line into the future like we do. Yeah, sometimes you can't go back and fix anything. Well, um, I'm a certified project manager through PMI, and PMI's description of a project is uh, pretty well known. Uh, they describe a project as having something, a, a project is something that has a beginning and an end, uh, not like Western music, which has a beginning, a middle, and an end, uh, but it has a beginning and an end, and it's a limited duration thing that, that has an output that becomes either a product or service or something. Um, typically, when you think project management, it's kind of official, you're thinking about software design or, or uh, building some big 
bridge or construction effort or something like that. But a project can be something really simple, like uh, hosting a Comic-Con or, or building a clown show or managing your band. Uh, and I think one of the things that we would like to, to see happen here with the excellent podcast is the different kinds of projects that are out there. We would like to uh, get people to come and talk about their project and share some information that might be useful in others, uh, helping, helping them to understand how to build a business or maintain a business, um, manage a project, uh, do business analysis, um, whatever is required within the realm of a project. Uh, not just being the project manager. So this this podcast isn't really oriented towards the best way to be a project manager. Every project is different. Uh, we're going to hold to that. Uh, we have some other folks that are uh, involved uh, with this podcast that use other disciplines like Prince2 and, you know, there are others. So, agile. Yeah, Agile. So... All of those things will get touched upon over the course of time, but for the most part, we're going to try and focus on interesting projects and interesting people doing interesting projects, uh, including Bill's time machine. Right, exactly, which apparently is now broken. Thanks. I'm sorry about that, Bill. No, we're stuck in a temporal anomaly. Oh, not again. (laughs) Quite literally, again. I hated when that happened the last three times. (laughs) Right. It's Groundhog Day. Oh, no. All right, well, um, Bill, why don't you tell us a little bit about our guest, and uh, let's kind of move forward. Charles Bentley, uh, one of the most talented individuals I've ever met. He's extremely broadly traveled. Um, He has been involved in business from every level, uh, from uh, at every level, from recruiting to uh, managing large international financial deals and everything in between. We actually uh, met years ago uh, when he recruited me for a large software development software development project for uh, Intel. And uh, he's since done a lot of interesting things, but he's involved now in this uh, a voice talent realm and... and, and uh, uh, Capability, so he's uh, he's going to be talking to us later, and he's going to be describing some of the ups and downs of the business, some things you would need to know if you were getting into it, some things you may not know, uh, problems that you'll encounter if you decide to go into that business. And just like all of our guests, he is a, a really excellent example. He's best of breed in what he does, and he's going to be sharing those tips with you because. Frankly, when you're the best, you really don't have to worry about competition. So he's not afraid. I'm not afraid. You afraid, Joe? <laughs> uh, no, no, not really. No. Uh, well, maybe a little. We have no fear. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thanks, Bill. Thanks for that. I, I don't know much about Charles. He's a very interesting character. I did get a chance to be involved with the interview. And, and um, you know, New Zealand. Wow. Right. Beautiful country. Mm-hmm. Lovely place. Full of... All sorts of Middle Earth creatures and producers <laughs> TV shows. and TV shows and producers right. and directors with, with funny accents. Now, you actually lived in New Zealand for a while. I did. I lived in New Zealand for almost 15 years. And I still have family there. And what kind of projects did you do when you were in New Zealand? I built and uh, uh, maintained a suite of mission-critical airline reservation systems for Air New Zealand. That's what actually took me over there initially. 
And uh, after I did that, I went on to, uh, I think I did my first software management job there as well. And I was working for a group that maintained multiple reservation systems for Australia and New Zealand carriers. So I was actually commuting from Australia to New Zealand on a regular basis, back and forth, uh, spending reasonable time in both countries and really enjoying myself and getting to see the country, getting to meet uh, a lot of a lot of interesting Aussies and uh, and Kiwis. You also uh, you also did some stuff with utilities there, as I recall. And I did. I did some work for very large. It was actually uh, New Zealand's New Zealand's largest electrical. Supplier, electrical company. It was kind of the equivalent of our ERCOT here, and um, did some uh, cutting-edge uh, software uh, implementation for their uh, SCADA system. Their uh, it's basically the the just-in-time uh, maintenance and um, system availability uh, programs which is really interesting if you're in the business. If you're not, it's boring. Yeah, exactly. Joe, Joe, I'm still speaking. Joe. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, that's Joe. right. And, and you did some radio while you were there as well, right? I did do some radio there. We actually had a, 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 the first uh, libertarian radio station in the hemisphere. And um, I had a product at the time that I bought some advertising time for, and I recorded uh, an ad for it. And... Uh, the uh, the producers uh, at the station asked me if I wanted to have a show because apparently I have a voice for radio. Certainly yeah, well, you a, certainly have a face for radio. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, thanks, Bill. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I without further ado, I think we should just go ahead and uh, move into the interview we did with Charles, and uh, we'll catch you on the other side of that. Excellent. Today we're talking to Charles Bentley, or we're talking to his voice anyway. Uh, we're going to talk to Charles about uh, his uh, business in general, his entry into the business in particular, what he's done, what he's found interesting and terrifying about the business, and one of the really excellent things that he would like everyone listening to the podcast to know. First of all, good afternoon, Charles, or actually it's, uh, it's morning your time, isn't it? Yeah, hi, Bill. Nice to talk to you, and hello, Joe. How's Hello, the United Charles. States today? Excellent. Um, what time is Most it there? Excellent. No, I guess we don't care, do we? Well, we can ask him. We can be we can be polite. We don't really have to care about the answer. It's twelve forty in the afternoon. Twelve forty uh, in the afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, good. Well, it's six forty here. And where yeah. on the map are you anyway? I mean, at the moment, I'm in Auckland, in New Zealand. So we're enjoying spring. Weather's warming up. Lovely day. And I've got a lunch appointment I'm looking forward to with someone I haven't seen for 35 years. So I'm looking forward to that. So um, when we're done here, I'll be jumping into the car and heading across town. That's great. And so the first thing that our first guest on the Excellent Podcast is thinking about is when the hell can I get out of here to my next appointment? That's great. (laughs) Great. Yeah. She was uh, a ballerina at high school, so I can't wait to see what she looks like now. Yeah, you got any pics? I don't know. 35 years isn't typically kind. Yeah, I have. I've seen her. Yes, she looks fantastic. Does she really? Does she really? All right. Well, maybe we'll we'll, uh, we'll post some uh, uh, flattering or compromising photographs over on the blog. 
Well, I've decided not to wear those tights, you know, because it's a little oh, embarrassing. Oh, not you. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I assumed it was a female ballerina. Not that we judge. So tell us, Charles, what is it? Uh, what is what is the voice of Charles Bentley? Okay. So for about 10 years, I've had friends say you should get into the voiceover business. And I've ignored them, uh, much to my own chagrin. I should have actually done it. And uh, a project, a, a, a role that I was involved in doing some IT work came to an end. And I decided that I would have a look at this uh, sort of seriously. Um, thought, right, I'll give it a go. I've got a lot of friends who have encouraged me to, uh, you know, to look into this seriously. So I thought I'll read a couple of books, read a couple of great books on the subject and decided, yeah, I'll give it a go. So basically on a bit of a shoestring through a studio together, started doing some work and started getting into the business. And in consultation with some friends, came up with the brand of Voice of Charles Bentley. Uh, ties back to my English roots, I think. And so that's really what I'm running with. So I'm looking at various markets, the usual stuff, commercials, narration, video. And because I've got an extensive network from my past history, I've been able to exploit that quite well. So what? So the voice business now, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're our backgrounds are IT and entertainment and project management and all sorts of things really not having a lot to do. Well, I take that back, actually. Joe Joe's been professionally voicing for... Uh, for a very long time for several years many years yeah yeah but he's he's uh, for some reason he's decided to stop doing that and 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 help help me do this but um what uh, what is the business like out there uh, charles what what do you what do you find well, in terms of competition and opportunity well they say there's 150,000 people trying to do it since companies started to move towards um home studio production uh, this is to increase the throughput of particularly book narrations. Amazon, I understand, want to turn every book into an audio book. Well, you can imagine there's wow. a hell of a lot of books out there. So to do that, studios were set up to, to get narrators through, but they found they just couldn't. ACX, for example, which is a subsidiary of Amazon, couldn't reach its goals. So they basically developed a home studio model and developed a forum and a mechanism to get people recording books at home. And they've increased their throughput by about a factor of 10. So that's fantastic. But there's wow. still plenty of work out there for people who want to have a go. It's a great second job or, or a primary income if you're so inclined. Right. Um, uh, you know, for people who uh, yeah, feel that way inclined, they want to have a go and a bit of money. And so that's what you can do. So Very good. In, in terms of competition, I've taken uh, some lessons from my past. I'm not doing what other people do, which is when you go to a site to pick a narrator, you get, you know, page after page of talking heads with funny Scottish accents, or they sound like they're on some sort of drug or steroid. I thought about what is it that makes a good narrator or voiceover person? And I think it's an excellent storyteller. It's an excellent communicator. And a lot of that's born from experience. And I decided um, there's a great illustration in the Old Testament of Saul's armor. Uh, when um, uh, David goes out to fight Goliath, Saul offers him his armor and he finds he can't work with it. And he goes out with his pebbles and his sling, which is quite common. I'm sure many people know that, that classic story. and goes out seemingly defenseless, but he wins against Goliath. This business is the same. Your armor, your real strength is just being you. And it takes quite a lot of courage to just be an authentic you in the sense of we have to deal with our own doubts and fears and insecurities but what you've got to do is just be you be your experience be who you are step up and just be who you are you only want a small segment of the market you're not trying to win over everybody 
uh, or, or become necessarily an internationally famous person. You don't have to do that to be a success. You can be a success in this business and virtually people do not, well, a lot of people don't even know of you. And it doesn't matter. You know, what's your goal? Mine is to make an income, you know, a reasonable income and control of my own business, my time, and the lifestyle that goes with that in terms of being able to walk from my bedroom to my office in, you know, 20 seconds, sit in my studio and, and, and earn money and take on projects that I personally enjoy and talk about things that I enjoy. So I believe that's that's the way to go, just to be you and to and to draw on your life experience, such as whatever that may be, and bring that into your narration, into your voice acting and, and so forth. So that's my that's my strategy anyway. Fantastic. That's great. Now obviously what you uh, what you've experienced uh, so far and, and applying your own personal strengths and spin to things and being able to pick and choose your own yeah. projects and do it on your own time those are all pluses what's a minus about the business that you've encountered that maybe you didn't anticipate when you first started out well competition there are a lot of people and trying to stand out it's the old it's a story that faces most people in business you know you're unknown you have no track record the juiciest contracts, the best agencies, they'll, they'll work with you if you've got a track record. So how do you get a track record? The old catch-22. Until you've got the experience, nobody wants to hire you. And so the trick is, how do I go about getting the experience? So that's quite difficult. So you've got to go for low-hanging fruit, poorly paid or no-paid jobs at all. And just to start to build up your voiceover resume by getting a few early wins and then parlay that into experience and a presentation and just build your profile and i think you have to be bold you know you just have to be bold and and i guess the thing is it's not about having a great voice it's about running a great business and that's what people forget 80 percent of this is the business not you talking if you just think a great voice will win you it's not enough you'll well you won't fail but you won't make it you won't make a living at it right fascinating fascinating good advice applied to anything What's the worst thing about the business uh, that you're currently experiencing? Is there is there an ongoing downside to it? We were talking offline, and, and there were some uh, opportunities that were presented to you that you declined. Well, in wanting to grow my narration side of my business, I've taken on some easy wins. The people were impressed with my voice, my presentation, what I could do. What I didn't realize was just how shocking their um, appalling the manuscripts were that I was receiving. Now, under the ACX model, uh, for those people who are listening who don't know what that is, that's a place, as I said, it's an Amazon subsidiary, brings together narrators and authors where you can bid for work. They've got several, they've got three business models or finance models for getting payment. One of them, of course, is royalty share, which is basically all risk, okay? So you get X amount of dollars per download should people purchase. What this, of course, means is that you're now at risk. You spend time in your studio, you record, you do all of that. Now you're relying on two factors. One, the author to push the product, push your audible narration, and also Amazon that can arbitrarily and of their sole discretion alter the price and affect your margin. They can bundle your auto, uh, your audiobook with other books. And you, know, you can look at a, a margin decrease of, of quite a few percent, and you have no control over that. So what this means is risk. So, okay, with that risk, I want to turn out a manuscript as quickly as possible. High quality, but I want to be as efficient as I can. When you get a manuscript with appalling grammar, with no punctuation, that's just chronically bad put together, I've just rejected one today. I've just sent it back to the author and said, look, 
you need to QA your manuscript before you send it to me. My time is too valuable. It's too valuable. It's a minimum of 250 US an hour without exception. I don't take on any project for less than that. Whether it's 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 20 minutes, I don't do it. It's as simple as that. After all, I have to read, proofread, and normally that's about understanding what they're trying to communicate, not do someone's grammar, punctuation, spelling, and clear mistakes in the body of the text. Then produce a roadmap of how I'm going to narrate that, record it, sound engineer it, master it, and/or mix it, and then supply the finished product. I do all of that, and I'm not going to do that for less than, say,、um, the minimum wage of seven dollars twenty-five. If I've got an hour's finished product, which is all I'm paid for, and it's taking me twenty hours to produce. Are there any other、joke. players in the in the、uh, in the market on this that you're aware of? Yeah, well, I'm learning that all the time. There are, there are, but one of the advantages, of course, with ACX is it gives you contract protection. It locks the author in. You get access to Amazon, so you get a huge market. But you know, in, in anything in life, you get you never get anything without you know a trade-off somewhere. So Amazon control the price, and they can lock you into a contract for seven years. But then you've got huge global reach, you know, which is fantastic. The downside is, of course, is that you know your margins may be may be thinner. You can cut a private deal with a,、uh, with an author, but then they've also got to find a way of delivering their audio books. There's probably seven other companies out there, various, but certainly four other major competitors.、Um, but at this stage, I've just stuck with ACX at this point. I'm looking actually at developing my own storefront and、uh, selling products under my own name. Other people's audio books, books, period, as well as my own work that I've got in the pipeline. I've got some major projects、um, that I'm going to be undertaking in the next three months and launching that will be quite significant. Outstanding. So you'd be a resource that people would、um, would get a hold of if they wanted to, basically have you、uh, have you be their publisher, or have you be their、uh, professional consultant. I assume you're available for engagements like that. Well, you look at every you look at every opportunity, but you know here's the thing: like most things with the internet bill and technology, it's getting easier and easier to publish all the time. An erosion of the middlemen, but the reality is, Amazon have had a very,、uh, I think, predatorial, aggressive approach to the marketplace to get to obtain market share by pricing extremely competitively. Yeah. Unfortunately, your margins get squeezed in that. But like in anything, there's niches for quality. There's opportunities, there's relationships, there's all kinds of things you can do. So,、uh, obviously, with my own work, will be just sold exclusively. I say at this stage through my own website. And if people really like my voice and my style, there's only one place you can buy it, and that's through me. Right. Remember, there's two billion customers out there potentially now on the internet. So I don't have to. Again, it comes up the old argument, the long tail argument, which I'm sure you, some of your listeners will be familiar with. I don't need to win it all. I'm not talking about 80% of the market. I'm talking about a fraction. A fraction of the global internet market to be a business success of this size, and that's all I'm focused on at this stage. And that's and a great、so、band name too, by the way. Erosion of the Middleman. It I, is. I love that. It is great. <clears throat> Heavy <Yes> . metal. <laughs> and of course, if the、uh, if the requirements are such that、uh, they support the need for a lot of work, it can be outsourced to a certain call center areas. <laughs> There's always that. Well, one of the great. Well, gents, one of the great things about Indians is the massive middle class, which is now I think there's more middle class Indians than there are Americans, have got money, and guess what? They all speak English. So, what a great market to go after. So, 
you know. Um, yeah, so perhaps so I could, we're I having could, a I bit could, of a laugh. But, perhaps uh, I could go into the Indian market. market. <laughs> perhaps I could I could use the accent and uh, go into the Indian market and uh, sell uh, slushies in Mumbai. I don't know if you're really trying to carry favor in the way you ought to be. <laughs> you know, we don't pay extra for comedy, you know. <laughs> well, that, that is actually the point, right? <laughs> That's fantastic. This has been this has been outstanding, Charles. Thank you so much. Uh, one more question if you would. If there is one thing that you'd want all the listeners uh, to know, there's one thing that you'd want to leave them with that perhaps they wouldn't have heard somewhere else or perhaps maybe they would have but it's yep. it's exceptionally important to you personally and you'd want to pass it on what would that be well because i'm speaking to a couple of gentlemen in texas and thinking about america thinking about the business thinking about the competition and how many people try and fail in this business or never make an income you know it's quite tough and the business of course has changed dramatically in the last 10 15 years when people had to travel to studios and record. Yeah, it was quite a small club. Now the internet's opened it up. So I was thinking, the voice of Charles Bentley, make voiceover great again. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and on that note, excellent time to again. say goodbye. Excellent. Thank you very well much, done. Charles. That's perfect. Okay. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Charles. See ya. <laughs> And again, that's uh, Charles Bentley at voiceofcharlesbentley.com. Does your documentation have a case on the Mondays? Do you need a critical deliverable for a project? The experts at Wild Consultants specialize in on-demand deliverables, including policies, procedures, and training materials, technical and general writing, PMBA, or process improvement documents. Visit wildconsultants.com, W-Y-L-D Consultants. Wild Consultants, saving your project one deliverable at a time. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Charles Bentley. Excellent interview. Excellent field to get into. Excellent example of getting into the field. It's a low barrier to entry field. It does require quality of voice, obviously. It requires quality of personality, and Charles has that in spades. So thank you so much, Charles. Do appreciate it. Looking forward to having him back on the podcast in the very near future. Yeah, I wanted to mention that this show is is uh, created in and around the Austin, Texas area. Austin tends to have a lot of really interesting opportunities for guests, and we've got X Games and South by Southwest and film festivals and pretty much you name it, and it happens here. So we hope to have some really interesting guests in the future uh, just because of where we happen to be. Last night... Austin hosted the Startup Crawl. Who knew, but this is Startup Week in Austin. Turned out to be an excellent event with a couple of hundred vendors that were showing off their technologies. And, you know, I got to spend a little bit of time with some of those folks, and it was really fun and lots of lots of great things. Maybe we'll talk about that on the blog or something. But stay tuned for more interesting stuff from the heart of Texas. Uh, and if you do have an interesting startup, if you have successfully cracked the shell of a major project if you have succeeded in the face of adversity and done an excellent job of it we'd love to have you on the podcast conversely if you have seen the rot and terror of a project failure up close and personal we'd love to have you on the podcast as well 
It's a great idea to know where to go. It's a very, very useful idea to know where not to go in a project. So give us a call, shoot us an email. We'll give you the contact details at the end of the podcast. If you'd like to be on, we'd love to talk to you. We really want to just focus on being encouraging. So if there's anything that we can do to make this podcast better, feel free to feedback on our website. Uh, I'd like to say thanks to several people who made this possible. Racer X, Superheroes, the title cut was used for our intro. Also, want to say thanks again to Charles Bentley. Excellent job. We appreciate everything that you shared with us. And um, bensound.com provided the sound for the music beds. Also, want to thank Wild Consultants for supporting our projects. Thanks a lot, guys. We hope you have a great time this week, and we'll catch you on the next one. Excellent. This has been the Excellent Podcast. Remember to be excellent to everyone. This has been a Shoestring and Headphones production.